0: Welcome to the ADHD Don't Get Me Started podcast with me, your host, Laura Murphy Fuller. I was diagnosed with ADHD at the age of 29, and since I've been doing a lot of research and trying to understand exactly how that impacts me. This has involved conversations with a lot of different people, and sometimes I'm sure when they've asked me the question, I've gone on a bit of a ramble, which has left them thinking, I wish I hadn't got it started. So. The ADHD Don't Get Me Started podcast is going to unravel the layers of ADHD and focus on the experiences faced daily by those who have the condition. But fear not, because here in the welcoming space of this podcast, we will also celebrate the strength, resilience and uniqueness that ADHD brings. From moments that will make you go that is so me, to the triumphs that will hopefully inspire us all. ADHD Don't Get Me Started is more than just a podcast, it's a community. So grab your favorite cozy blanket, cup of tea, or whatever brings you comfort, and join in with conversations that will hopefully resonate, validate, and most importantly remind you that you are not alone. So whether you're someone with ADHD, a supportive friend or family member, or someone just curious to learn more, I invite you to take a seat, relax, and deep dive into the world of ADHD with us. Get ready to laugh, nod in agreement, and perhaps shed a tear or two. ADH Don't Get Me Started is here to connect, empower and make you feel right at home. Hello and welcome back to the ADH Don't Get Me Started podcast. This week, as you will tell by the title, we are discussing overwhelm. Um, Because I was overwhelmed this week and I feel like each week I just something will happen to me in with my ADHD and I'll think yeah let me talk about that on the podcast and then I have to actually record it straight away because I will forget otherwise so so this week overwhelm Laura why were you overwhelmed I know exactly why I was overwhelmed which actually makes a big change because most of the time I don't know why I feel stressed or overwhelmed or riddled with anxiety but I do this week so I thought I'd start there so It was my birthday on the 2nd of February. I turned 30. That's all we're going to say about it. (laughs) But because I was turning this age, um, you know, a lot of people say you need to really celebrate it. And I thought, sure, let's let's celebrate it. Now I have a massively, massively loving and supportive husband and he had planned lots of activities for us. So we um on my birthday, on my actual birthday, we went for dinner and we saw a musical, we saw six musical. It's incredible for anyone who hasn't seen it. Um oh, and just for any guys out there who maybe your partner wants to take you and you're not really a musical person, or vice versa, you might be a girl or non-binary person and you're thinking musicals are not my thing. Six will be your thing. I promise you it's so good. Um so we did that, and I was like, okay. And then I had went to see my um husband's father that earlier in that week. So then we'd seen them, then Friday, and then Saturday, I saw my friend, um, and we went for some we went for lunch, and then we went to hers after and just hung out with her partner and her son, and my husband came over. So I was thinking, okay, all right, we've this busy weekend. And so then we go on to the next week so the next week i'm having my husband's mum and brother come around for dinner um i've got quite a lot on at work i've <laughs> signed up for some more things because why not i was feeling good i think this is the, the the starting point i was feeling really good and i think i was well rested but i had not seen the period leading up to this as rest and i think that's what the problem was so again busy week and then we get to yesterday friday i've had the busiest week at work i've had the busiest like month <laughs> at work so we get to yesterday and it, it's another busy day lots is happening and i am due to see wicked wicked the musical in bristol hippodrome and My husband comes up and he's like, we need to leave at this time. And I looked at him and went, I am shutting down. My brain is shutting down. I feel so anxious. I feel so stuck. I can't do anything. I can't focus on anything. I'm so, I don't even want to go. And we did go because I was not missing Wicked because it's the best musical ever. And can I just say, segue, the touring cast for Wicked, the current touring cast, insane. Insane insane i've seen wicked three times this was the absolute best cast i've ever seen and last night's performance was the best musical i went to so i'm very glad i went but i was i'm still dealing with overwhelm now that continues because i am going into next week and i'm gonna have to go through work i'm gonna have to go through all the commitments that i've agreed to and i'm also going to a concert next friday and then the saturday Next Saturday, I'm hosting a dinner at mine. All of my friends are coming from out of town and they live all over the place. And we're having a um dinner. Like just a, a few of us. I think it's about five of us in total. But I have to sort stuff out for that. And I actually like doing dinners and like little things for my friends because that's my love language is like I get them little like gifts and I think about things I like and I'm making alcohol-free limoncello because I don't drink. So <laughs> like you know, I'm trying to go all out. But again i'm busy i'm stressed i've got lots and lots going on and i woke up this morning and i turned to my husband and i said i am just i just i just need to do nothing i just cannot keep doing everything and to the outside world what i did is great what What are you all about you had fun weekends you're busy at work that's good day goes quick when you're busier you know what's the problem you're seeing family you know what why why are you you know what was, why yeah everyone gets stressed everyone you know just relax like it's not a big deal i feel like if i had a pound for every time someone told me like oh just don't worry about it or just relax or just you know don't be stressed oh, i'd be i'd be the ri- i would be the richest person on this planet um i might start doing that charging people every time they say it to me <laughs> but yes no i understand that All of these things are fun and all of these things are good. And, you know, I enjoy my job. I enjoy my family. I enjoy seeing musicals and doing things and going to concerts. The problem is, I have ADHD. So I am dealing with sensory overload. I'm dealing with a brain that's already tired and already processing a lot of things. I'm dealing with rejection sensitivity, which, you know, makes me worry about. I don't want to go out, I don't want to go out in public and be looked at and people to think I look horrible or that I'm letting my husband down or, you know, I'm I'm not, um, you know, attractive enough to be with my husband or I'm not, you know, intelligent enough to be with my husband or whatever it might be, or I don't want to go into a work meeting and I'm constantly worried, you know, oh, gosh, they think I'm stupid, they think I'm this, they think I'm that. It's exhausting because my brain never shuts off anyway. And so I think if you imagine it as this is how I tried to explain it to my husband, and this probably will make no sense, but maybe if you have ADHD, it will. I am constantly on a treadmill. My brain is constantly on a treadmill. It does not stop. Now, that treadmill may only be a a brisk walk, right? It's a brisk walk. So, actually, okay, if all I am doing, if all I am doing is that brisk walk, then then i should be okay and sometimes and this is when i get to be on my own and i get to you know apply my hyper focus or whatever i'm interested in i get to decompress that's when i actually get a break off the treadmill or i get to slow it down even more so it's not even a brisk walk it's just like this leisurely slow walk and i'm regaining my energy doing things on top of that social events going out concerts musicals dinners seeing friends all of these oh that's the i'm also seeing friends tonight for for a dinner for my birthday, but I just want to say if they listen to this podcast that uh, was not because I'm seeing you. It's just because I've remembered we're actually going to one of my favorite restaurants, so I am very excited, but I also recognize that this will burn me out. It's that social activity, it's the constant um masking or, you know, reading people and and worrying about what I'm saying and what I'm doing and am I sharing too much and all of these things that come with ADHD. So back to the treadmill. So if I'm a brisk walk, sometimes I get to go even down to a slow walk, but I am constantly moving, that's my brain. Having to do these extra things is like being asked to do sprints, back-to-back sprints. You know, one minute sprint, go, one minute sprint, hit workouts, constant, incessant, using so much energy. Now, if you've been walking on a treadmill, and I'm gonna use realistic terms, if you've been briskly walking on a treadmill for two hours, you're already going to be tired. So if someone who's just got on the treadmill says to you, "Oh, let's do sprints." and you go, "Oh, God, do we have to? like I re- I just don't have it in me. I'm so tired." And they go, "What do you want about?" Like they're nothing. like we've just hopped on the treadmill. They can't see the two hours of walking that you've done before. They can't see the tiredness of your brain because you've been, processing so much more and trying to you know swim through the noise that is the 50 voices in our heads and so i think it's really important to recognize if you do not have adhd that people with adhd get tired just by being just by having our brains They are exhausting. Another thing, if you think about this, and and I have to actually give credit to someone else, they, they gave me this kind of analogy. It's like driving. So driving's very tiring. You know, if you have to do a four hour, five hour drive, you know, it's a very, really tiring thing to do. And it's tiring because you're constantly having to think and to be alert and to be switched on. You're constantly having to see, you know, consider what other cars are doing and where you're going and reading road signs and sticking to the speed limit and you know, making sure you don't run a red light. You're constantly on. So the reason driving for that long amount of time is tiring is because of how much energy it takes your brain. Because you're sat down, you're sat in a chair. It's not strenuous in the sense of it's physically strenuous, it's mentally strenuous. Now, if you think about that and apply it to your brain and think you were going to be like that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and... I am going to also ask you to go out and do things and to be sociable and to be excited and all of the other things that come with having, you know, social lives or um, quote unquote, you know, normal lives and, and and doing things. I think what I am taking away from this is I had almost kidded myself as well that that was what I could do. I almost gaslit myself into being like, oh, ADHD, you've got this under control, like you'll be fine. When in reality, I had just not had to do anything social for a long time. And I had allowed myself the time and space to go down to that slow walk and to recoup and to get some of those energy reserves back up. And when I felt good, I then made a load of commitments to do things. Now, I don't know about anyone else, but when I was little, my mum used to say to me, you do not cancel commitments just because you don't want to go. So if you say to someone that you're going to their birthday party, Um, or you say that you're going to do something and then suddenly um, someone else invites you to a party and you're like, oh, that party is probably going to be more exciting or you go, oh, actually, I don't really want to have to take this on. The way I was brought up by my mum was tough. If you've made a commitment, you follow through. No matter how you feel, it doesn't matter. You you go to that party and you do not let that person down. I understand why my mum said that. My mum was trying to teach me, you know, responsibility and I guess considered thought like don't just say you're going to do something without thinking about it because when you commit to it you are going to have to do it however what I'm now trying to do as an adult and especially as an adult that's realized I have ADHD is to recognize that it is okay for me to say I'm not going to go or I am going to set up i guess boundaries or set up kind of expectations around myself that if i am feeling that overwhelm i will not go and i i have apologized on a few occasions to people and said like i'm really sorry my anxiety is really high or i'm feeling really overwhelmed and i'm sure that they probably are upset and they're probably sitting there going that's really frustrating i wanted to see laura or you know Why does she need this time? Like she doesn't seem that busy, or you know, she hasn't been out in ages. But it always comes back to that point that my brain never stops. I'm always in a level of tired. And don't get me wrong, this has got much better since I've been on medication as well. I should say as well. And I'm I'm not suggesting everyone goes to medication or that that's even accessible to everyone. But what I will say is, um, taking medication allowed me to experience relaxation for the first time so i do get some hours on the weekend where my brain is quiet and i can suddenly go okay relax but i choose to use a lot of that energy if i'm going to be honest with my husband and with my house because I am going to sit there and go right I have this energy now I've got this like calmness in my brain I can think so what do I need to do I need to put a wash on I need to you know hoover the house I need to dust I need to clean the windows I need to do a food shop I need to you know whatever it is I need to do men I need to spend time on my husband I need to give you know energy to that relationship. And then maybe i just want to watch a film maybe i just want to you know just do nothing and enjoy that silence sometimes i don't want to do anything it's taken me a really long time to get to a point where i don't feel guilty about wanting to do nothing even if other people want to hang out because you know there's that saying it's cliche and it is cliche but it's you can't pour from an empty cup and another one i heard was you can't go anywhere on an empty tank and it's true. I cannot be a good friend, daughter, daughter-in-law, sister-in-law, auntie, whatever it might be, you know, friend, if I am exhausted and overwhelmed and worn out. You know, if I'm, I'm overwhelmed and I go into a supermarket and a child's crying, I'm not going to have a good reaction to that. And that's, and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to almost have a tantrum and I'm going to think it's too much and I can't think and, oh. And everyone with ADHD that's listening to this, I'm, I'm almost certain understands exactly what I'm saying because it is it is that situation of everything gets so much louder, everything gets so much closer, everything feels so much heavier or itchy and it's just everything is too much so when i'm overwhelmed for me i recognize that you know things have to give and to other people that may look unreasonable other people may look at what i'm doing and go she doesn't need to cancel that she had one event this week or you know she she had two events on that day she could have done both One was in the morning, one was in the afternoon. Or she could have come and had coffee with us because she's just sat at home doing nothing. These are the misconceptions and the stigmas and the biases we need to break down. Because it's not because I don't want to or because I want to be this person that doesn't hang out with my friends or that doesn't go out on weekends. It's because I know that... I am not going to be the best version of me if I don't give myself time to recuperate, to sit with my noise cancelling headphones on, to binge watch a show that's easy for me to watch, that doesn't require any brain power and just to do what I want to do to refill my cup, to be a good friend. And that is the only way I'm going to overcome it. I cannot push through it because I will just burn out and I will have, a, you know, frankly, a breakdown and I've been there before and i can't just expect with my brain to always operate in a neurotypical way because they are not on the treadmill for the two hours before they meet up with me i am they are looking at it as just these quick sprints it will be fun it'll be fine and they are coming into this refresh i'm coming into this exhausted and i say this not as in so I, I can kind of hear it now. Oh well I'm a mum and I've got these other things and I'm tired and and I'm a parent, I'm a dad, I'm I'm you know I I'm, I'm a carer. I've do, I've got all these other things. Absolutely listen, every single person neurotypical neurodivergent every single one of us has stresses and has you know boundaries that they should have around that. But what I think we should all do is we should all just say that if someone says they can't do something or they, 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 they need to stay at home or they, they need to recoup or they need to cancel. I think that everyone neurotypical or otherwise should just be really gracious about that and go, okay, they would not have canceled these plans unless they really needed to they needed that time they wouldn't have said no to hanging out if it wasn't really important that they had that time so i think that's one thing is is really important another thing that's really played into my overwhelm this week is the news <laughs> oh, i don't know if anyone else has seen the uh warwickshire county council meeting um about sending children but that sent me into a flying rage and um when i'm angry i that takes up so much energy as well but again i because we don't ADHD is not great at really regulating their emotions. I feel things so much more and so viscerally. So my husband's like, yeah, that's awful. And he's really angry, but I'm there absolutely raging, like deep diving into these counselors and their positions and their backgrounds and all of this. And I am spend so much energy then like on that cause. And um, I think for me, that is also part of the problem is that I want to be this informed person. I want to be someone who's aware of what's going on in the world. But sometimes my brain is not the, not in the place to receive that information. And I really am conflicted with that because as I said, I really, when bad things are happening around the world, the people they are happening to cannot escape them. So I always feel this responsibility to not escape the news. Cause I'm like, the least I can do is watch the news. But actually, um, through my work, we've got really great psychosocial support. And because of the job I do, I work in complaints. Um, I speak to one of the psychosocial counselors and he had said to me um, about, I believe it's Eleanor Roosevelt um, talking about small acts of kindness and humanitarian you know, support and what can you do as a person? So I think that actually, even if I don't watch every single bit of news, i know i'm donating to certain causes i know that i'm making sure i'm at least kind of like headlines aware of what's going on even if i don't deep dive into the article and i know that for example with adhd i'm quite vocal about it i emailed adhd uk i'm sure many of us did to make them aware of that video and you know but that was me feeling like okay i'm doing something about this and i emailed my own counsellors and i emailed my own mp about different um political issues i'm passionate about but i don't put that pressure on myself anymore to take it all in to take every ounce of it in because i will not process that and no one will actually i'm not even going to say adhd is no one will process every single little ounce of news that comes out each day if you think about all of the news outlets all of the countries all of the places all the things going on and we have 24 hour news now so they have to fill 24 hours of a day That is so much information and news. So what I now try and do is go, okay, if I need to know a piece of information, if I think I'm missing a gap, I will go and update myself on that. And I will do research because I I hyperfixate on things. I end up down rabbit holes anyway, but I will try and limit how far down that rabbit hole I go. And I will only put the pressure on myself in terms of wanting to be a better person and wanting to, you know, help and be a humanitarian, to what is my small, what is the small act I can do to contribute to that? Makes it a lot more manageable for me and my brain because I think especially with ADHD, we always look at the, we, we see things so big picture, so, so big picture. And so that's overwhelming. We don't see, okay, I'm going to um, donate to a charity or I'm going to, Um, sign a petition or I'm going to email my MP or I'm going to recycle or whatever it is you're going to do that you're going to try and you know help improve the world or whatever it is that you're trying to do we look at these bigger things we are the environment is collapsing around us there is fighting all over the world people are starving and all of this we look at this big thing like how do we stop it how do we you know to the un and i can't do that i'm not important enough and all of these oh i can't contact you know rishi sunak's not going to take my call so what am i going to do and it's it, it it makes me feel helpless and then i spiral and then you know I'm, again i'm overwhelmed i'm no good to anyone so what i was um going through with my psychosocial sessions with with this practitioner was trying to bring myself back to where i am and what i can do and know that if i do that that I have done something and almost (laughs) giving yourself that permission to recognize that if you burn out then you'll do nothing so doing nothing or doing a small thing whatever cause you're trying to help whatever it is in the news that you're unhappy with or you're happy with or you want to you know maybe you've seen something you think's great um I don't know (laughs) it's the news i don't know what's great um positive news i I, maybe you've heard something about recycling bottles and now you're on a kick about recycling bottles and you want to collect everyone's bottles and you're going to go around to your neighbors and it's like i everyone give me your bottles or i'll go pick them up just again remember to be measured in what you're doing if you're going to want to sustain it and for me something that I was taught, you know, because people talk about mindfulness and, you know, what is mindfulness? Um, We talk about mindfulness and I think for me, mindfulness is just bringing myself back to where I am because my brain can go so far into itself and into this hypothetical realm that I have no control over. So one thing I was taught was, and I saw this on TikTok, is bring yourself back to where your feet are. So think about how your feet feel. I know it sounds silly, but do it right now as you're listening to this. Think about your feet. Are they tingling? Do they feel cold? Do they feel hot? Scrunch them up a little bit. Wiggle your toes. Feel your feet and feel where you are. And bring yourself back to where your feet are. And then think about where your legs are, where your arms are, where your hands are. And bring yourself back and physically think about that. That's a really quick way I find to bring myself back. And it's, a, it's an easy enough thing because I think it sounds a bit strange to be where your feet are, that I can get to that relatively quickly when I'm getting overwhelmed. So I think we've got the two elements of overwhelm that we've discussed today. We've got the physical overwhelm, so doing things, you know, socialising, going out, work, whatever it might be. These kind of physical evident things that we get overwhelmed with when we put too much pressure on ourselves because we're trying to accommodate and to be seen as neurotypical or in a way that our neurotypical friends see us or expect or that society expects the second element of that is that mental overwhelm so when i you know feel feel this mental overwhelm to feel stay up to date with the with the news or with everything that my friends are doing on social media or with whatever it might be the latest show the latest you know everyone's I'm going to say something now and I think people are going to be slightly frustrated. I have not watched a single episode of Traitors, but everyone is going on about it. I cannot add that to my current plate. It's going to have to wait and I'll catch up two years later and everyone will be like, oh, that's over. I think it's a reality show actually, so maybe I won't catch up two years later. But the point is, there is a lot of pressure coming from everywhere for us to take a lot in when we are not able to process that in the same way that everyone else with the neurotypical brain can. So just remember that if you've been on the treadmill for three hours, four hours, five hours, sometimes you've been at a brisk walk and sometimes you've been allowed a little break and you've gone down to a slow walk, but just remember that when someone hops onto the treadmill next to you and suggests doing sprints, that it's okay for you to go, mm, no I'm really tired so I'm actually gonna I'm gonna get off the treadmill and I'm gonna take a break. That's okay And I know that I don't want to sound condescending or patronizing when I say that that's okay it's okay for you to say no. It's okay for you to be tired and to want a break. It's okay for you to take a step back from everything if it's becoming too much it is okay to protect your well-being and if any of your friends family co-workers people in the public online whatever if anyone has anything they'd like to say about that about you taking a break the email is adh-don't-get-me-started at uh, i think it's outlook.com you you can tell them to email me and I will tell them that you taking a break is absolutely the right thing to do and actually those that really care about you will recognize that it does require communication sometimes we're not great at but I think just saying to your friends look sounds great now put me down as a maybe and I'll, I'll let you know a bit closer to the time because that's another thing everyone's planning things months in advance first of all I'm gonna forget so it's no point asking me now secondly um I don't know how I'm gonna feel that week so in theory <laughs> I don't know anyway as always I just want to say that this is an explanation not an excuse if you do get upset because someone cancels plans on you that is also completely valid because you would have been excited about that and, and everything that goes with it but all I'm saying is If we just understand why people do things it's gonna you know make that communication for everyone involved in that scenario a hell of a lot better right i am off because i've put a load in today that i have to get done ironically um and then i'm going out for dinner tonight to see my friends so i will be taking a break tomorrow i'll probably be sitting sitting in silence all day just watching shows on my uh, laptop husband's watching nfl all i know is that taylor swift's boyfriend's in it And it's apparently the big one the final game i don't anyway okay right well i hope you all have a great rest of your week uh well not rest of your week because by the time i put this up it will be the start of the week i hope you have a great week um i hope Taylor Swift's boyfriend's one i hope she's releasing reputation taylor's version i hope you guys all get the rest that you want and need and i hope you all feel a little less bad about saying no if you are overwhelmed because we have to overcome it Right. I will speak to you all soon.